<laughs> okay. Are we are we ready though? I I don't know. You're the one who didn't write an intro, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, I goes. did. Are you ready Where? to hear my awesome intro? Oh, I don't get to hear it. Like you have to surprise me. Are with you it? ready? Should have been a cowboy. No. Should have learned to rope no. and ride. No. Wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cattle drive. We're gonna have to worry Stealing about the for this young stuff. girls' hearts. <laughs> Just like Gene and Roy singing those campfire songs. Oh, I should have been a cowboy. I forced country music onto Jen. Let the record show. But yes, this episode, I'm personally very excited because we're talking about cowboys. I'm lukewarm. Okay. It's fine. Well, it's fine. let's let's get rolling with this thing. <laughs> don't you mean let's ride into it? Wait, I don't have coconuts. <laughs> okay, there's a Monty Python reference for you guys. Let's go. Hey there, romance nerds. Welcome to another episode of Raging Romantics. I'm Jen. I'm Jackie. We are librarians at Northern Onondaga Public Library, and we are also romance nerds. Now, if you're wondering what this podcast is about, wait for it. Romance! Specifically, the romance genre of books. We are going to be talking about anything and everything having to do with romance. So with that being said, sometimes our material will be a little too sensitive for younger readers. If you feel the need to wait until they go to bed, we will be here for you. We would also like to issue just a general trigger warning for some of the things that we do talk about. We will always try to issue specific trigger warnings for each episode so that you know what you're getting into. Now, without further ado, are you ready, Jen? Oh, I've been ready, Jackie. All right. Let's rage! Jackie. Yes. What's a cowboy's least favorite car? Oh, God. What? A Cadillac. <laughs> Get a Cadillac. He <sighs> likes cattle. <laughs> that was so bad. That was so good. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. That was. This is going to be an interesting again. episode. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I personally am very excited for this month, um, and I'm going to try really hard not to like go on too long of a ramble. I already know you're going to fail. Yeah, I know. I already know. <laughs> <laughs> but this is one of my favorite subgenres, and I mean, I am, a, you know, I'm a horse person, and this is all about horsies. Listen, so. we can't all grow up on a horse farm. We're going to have to rein in a little bit, Jackie. <laughs> there you go. That was a better joke. Better pun. Rain. Thank you. Thank you. And at the very end of this episode, stick around till the very end because we are going to announce the winner <gasps> of the Lissa K. Adams Crazy Stupid Bromance Signed Edition. So stay tuned to the end. I cannot contain myself. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeehaw. So, Jackie, why do you really want to do a Cowboy Month since this is pretty much your ride? <laughs> God. So I, I love cowboys. Mm-hmm. I love cowboy romances. I mean, I love real life cowboys too. Mm-hmm. They're pretty, pretty nice. Mm, Except for that one that you just told me about. Oh, the Bundys? We'll yeah. get into the Bundys. Yeah. We'll get into them, <laughs> unfortunately. Take a Google break if you don't know who the Bundys are. <laughs> Not like Ted Bundy. Clive and Bundy. Clive and Bundy. I bet he's got a whole family. I'm sure he's got a Ted somewhere it's in there. probably related somewhere in there. Yeah. You know, they're all crazy. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> um, so this was a trope that I read very heavily when I was first getting into romance. I mean, I'm a horse person. For those who don't know, I was raised on a horse farm. I still ride competitively. I ride Western. So, you know, I'm a cowgirl. I own a cowgirl hat. 
I have proof of it. <laughs> um, so this is kind of like my bread and butter for romance. And I read my way through so many Westerns and especially classic Western romances, like old school things I should not have been reading as a 14-year-old child. Um, well, but, those were kind of like original bodice rippers, right? They yeah. were Western themed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like Dub Con, yeah. Forest Con, all, all those all the cons. cons. <laughs> <laughs> there were very many cons. <laughs> um, but still, it's something that I, it's still a comfort read for me. And that's like my majority of my personal romance collection is cowboy romances. They're fun. There's adventure. There's all sorts of fun things. And the contemporary ones are just like sexy ranchers and rodeo stars. What's not to love it's very gritty and like dusty to me so there's Jen probably a lot not summer to... it, so. okay i found out I, I shouldn't say found out every year i remember how much i hate summer <laughs> how much i hate sweating how much i hate maintenance outside because then i sweat and then i feel miserable i really miss the winter already so maybe that's part of my problem but i'm also just not the biggest cowboy fan in general you so, would not make a good rancher oh god it would say. Be, but you would so make miserable. a good like ranch help like kitchen help because you bake awesome things that's true i do do that and you don't cook vegetables and cowboys mm-hmm. hate vegetables <gasps> that part sounds good <laughs> you didn't say that was part of the deal if i could avoid my vegetables i think too i just am never really in the mood for a guy who rides on horses i think it's really impressive i've only ridden on a horse twice um they seem like cool creatures i just think for some reason they're not like a big draw for me unless it's a really specific trope or an author I liked. I just, I'm not dying to read about wrangling stuff or life on the range where the, the antelope and the buffalo I'm so excited roam. to make you read the books for the next time. I don't time. even know the whole song. Whatever. Listen, I am excited <laughs> to learn some stuff. I know Jackie has got a lot oh, of God. notes and a lot of theories. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> and I'm really excited to uh, to get into that aspect. I mean, I'm excited not just because, you know, this is like my bread and butter and favorite things, like I keep saying. Isn't it like your sugar cube? Because isn't that what horses eat? Technically, peppermints, they prefer more so. So, Oh, okay. So shouldn't, shouldn't this be your peppermint? Sure. Should I be Except like offering I don't like you peppermint. one out of my palm of my hand? I, I will not lick your hand. That's a good idea. You don't know where that's been. <laughs> this got weird very fast. Yeah. Um, but I'm also excited to talk about this because I have some like things I'm genuinely curious about and I have some theories about. Oh, boy. What are those? Well, I'm so glad you asked. You wanted me to ask. I did want you to ask. I totally led you into that. <laughs> Something I've noticed in recent years is a, like a dearth, a lack of cowboy romances. Mm-hmm. There are still some, and there are definitely still some authors like Maisie Yates, Beverly Jenkins, who are known for publishing mm-hmm. Westerns. Like, that's all they do. But there's not as many, like, new ones coming yeah, out. That's true. And especially not as many historicals. I'll give you that. That have been coming out. And historical for this purpose, I'm talking about anything that's set pretty much like pre-World War II or pre-Depression. Um, I almost said desperation. <laughs> I mean, they were pretty desperate. <laughs> they were. I mean, desperation <laughs> is fair. a constant state. Um, and I have a theory as to why they're less popular today boy. than they were. Oh, boy. In the golden days of romance. Oh, boy. Um, Just one theory? I have many theories. I think there's like five <laughs> theories say. in this thing. So, okay. Well, let's let's say before we begin devolving into conversations about like more baked goods and just like me loving hardcore on Cowboy Romance novels. Everybody's here for a history lesson. Yeah. I know you guys are all so excited and you love them I'm so much. I'm excited for history. Really? No. No. Oh. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like okay. it. Okay. Go good. for it. Okay. Tell me all about history. Okay. Because I, I definitely know some things about cowboys okay. and I'm excited to get into so, it. So let's, let's start this because I know you just kind of like glazed over my notes. You didn't like read them hardcore. If I asked you to describe like a typical cowboy romance novel, cover, interior, mm-hmm. plot, everything, what would you say? So if I really sat down and thought about it, I would say 
that a cowboy romance usually involves a male a male hero who hangs around horses and cows and maybe he ranches or farms for a living he is usually shirtless who has shiny abs and a cowboy hat that's very important by the way the cowboy hat the heroine will usually snatch at some point from him or like wear it because oh hey look this is a super cute thing i've got on my head or if she's really mad at him she'll like take it off his head and like stomp it in the dirt and i know those things are very important i've seen those things on covers so i think the hat is what really makes the cowboy romance and i think that's central to the whole plot that and the abs right the abs well the abs are super important absolutely I mean, all of those because i mean we all know how absolutely <laughs> we'll do it too how absolutely important the cover is and uh, I've seen those glistening pectorals with the pectorals, pectorals rippling pectorals with the, um, the plaid shirt thrown open or he's got like the rope over his shoulder. We know what we are coming for. So you've definitely read contemporary. Yes, I've read lots of contemporary. Because <laughs> um, that's not really what. Uh, yeah, no. Anyways. What? So that was such a good description. Dang it. Now I have to talk about cowboy hats. <laughs> but you brought this on yourself. Just remember that you brought in the cowboy hats. Listen, it's just what I know. Cowboy hats I've seen are city awesome. slickers. Oh my god! I have so many other movie recommendations for you. <laughs> Anyways, okay, saddle up, cowpokes. It's okay. my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, put on your listening ears. I'm about to drop some knowledge. Oh boy. Um, I hope you're ready. Like some cow po- cow pies. No. Oh, it's not going to be a steaming pile of garbage. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll be able to talk about this in ten minutes or less. But no, probably not. not. Definitely I already not. Predicted it's not going to happen. Okay. Maybe just fast forward ten okay. minutes, guys, if you don't yeah. want to hear it. No, don't fast forward. Anyways, okay. <laughs> knowledge, 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 knowledge. The term cowboy originated in 1725 however it didn't mean what it means to us today it originally referred to a boy specifically a young child who tended to cows and drove them to him from pasture and it was british english that's kind of cute it's not far, too far off right fun fact during the revolutionary war it was used as like a derogatory term towards <laughs> loyalists in new york that's so funny because they would like steal oh, cows okay and they'd be like oh so those like damn cowboys you filthy cowboy but with a British accent, so you filthy cowboy. I can't. You already know I can't do accents. Um, That's funny. That was an insult. (laughs) um, The idea of the Western cowboy, glorified in stories in Hollywood, of course, originated in American English in 1849 as a man employed to have care of grazing cattle on the Great Plains for a stockman or a ranch, and he did his work on horseback. What we think of when we think cowboys, okay. right? Man on horse, riding into the sunset, herd of cattle in front of him. Um, there are similar terms that you might hear, like cow hand, which is similar to a ranch hand, and it literally just means somebody who works with cows or on a ranch. You have a cow herd, somebody who herds cows, mm-hmm. not the most inventive terms, <laughs> and a cow poke, which um, originally was the person responsible for like prodding cows to get Aww. them, but nice, he didn't like whip them. Aww. Like literally, he took a stick and like, get on up there, cows. <laughs> Uh, that that's a cow poke. It's just funny that you need a really specific person for that, and it can't just be the cow herd with a stick. So a lot of times when the cowboys drop the herds off at the ranch or at the rails, they would just like piece off for the nearest like hotel. Oh, okay. Because they were done so with they their were work. Done. They okay. were done. They didn't have to so worry they did about need, that. So they did need a separate person. Yeah. To it was the railroads poke. line, railroad lines duty to oh, get the cows. On oh, the so train. these aren't like this. Like I was picturing like a band of brothers, like no. going throughout the train no it's okay, like so they handed over people. the cargo and it's now the rails turn it's now okay. the cargo loader's job to deal with the cargo okay to put it in more modern that terms. makes more sense thank you okay you're i was welcome. like why are they ditching their friends to no. go to the hotel and leave the cow pokes it was the, po- to cow the poke saloons like, yeah was the cow poke like the nerd of the group <laughs> i would have been a cow poke <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Next term is the Old West, mm-hmm. and this refers to the golden age of cowboys and westerns. In reality, this was post-Civil War, post-Mexican-American War, and this was during the time of Western expansion and American dominance. Like, this was the time when the idea of being an American mm-hmm. really took hold. Mm-hmm. Um, when we think cowboys, we're mostly thinking pretty much 1865 to 1895 with some early 20th century stuff thrown in. Um, With the end of the war and the end of the great California gold rush, you had a lot of men working, Mm -hmm. looking for jobs. So California gold rush ended 1855, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were all these men looking for jobs. They were out West, you know, they were this great country. There is not a lot to do because there weren't very many towns yet. Um, So they started turning to working on the ranch, to working driving cattle, Mm -hmm. to working as handymen. And that's where the cowboys really originated. It's really impressive because it's not that long a period of time Mm -hmm. for how embedded in the culture it is. It's like pirates. Pirates were only around. The golden age of piracy was like 20 years. It was it. it. So it's one generation, really. Maybe two generations. Mm -hmm. It's Um, just weird the stuff we hang on to. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of it's like media and what, you know, what we glorify, but yeah, and we'll get into the glorification. Oh yeah, we got a lot of that wrong. <laughs> yeah, but so with the onset of the railroad, it was really like the cowboys' heyday. The transcontinental railroad was finished in 1869, and with the railroad, cowboys were able to drive herds from, say, California ranches across the mountains into Colorado. Cows would be picked up in Colorado, and then they'd be shipped out east to like cities like New York, Washington, even down to Florida, and vice versa. They'd be dropped off in places like Colorado, driven back across the Rockies, across the plains, into the southern territories, which were by then states. Um, and it was the cowboys' jobs. They were the ones who were out there on the plains who were doing things, who were doing all the stuff. Mm-hmm. It was their jobs. Westward expansion also played a really huge role in the growth of cowboys. They were the ones, like I said, they were the ones who were trans, trans, traversing. I almost said translating. Like that's something completely different. But they were the ones who were, you know, they were facing the predators. They were going through the mountains. They were kind of the ones who were linking up these frontiers, towns, and ranches. And yes, they were some of the ones who were treating indigenous persons very badly. And we will definitely touch on that because it needs to be talked about. But sadly, all good things must come to an end. And as cars became more popular and accessible, the railroad started dying off. Horses lost their predominance as a mode of transport. Um, it became much easier for people to take care of them, cat, their cattle themselves and to ship them themselves without the railroad. And then the Depression hit. Mm-hmm. And everything kind of went to pot. And the cowboys really, they lost, they lost their mm-hmm. modus operandi. Okay, second point, very important to talk about with cowboys, and especially cowboy romances, is the idea of race and sex. This one I know. I don't want to sound like such an idiot. I know this one. Okay. You say it anyway. I just want to be like, I knew this one. Okay, so... Like I said before, the golden age of the cowboy is post-Civil War and post-Mexican-American War. We had the annexation of California, Texas, and other big Western territories like territories like New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, all these places that had a large immigrant and indigenous and non-indigenous yeah. population that were not white. Mm-hmm. People of color, freed slaves, Asian and Hispanic persons, they were all making their way into this land of glory, this land of freedom and uh, where it didn't matter how much money you had. Mm-hmm. It's literally the strength of your back. I thought it was more the border moved over them. In part, that too. Yeah. But then also. coming up here. So especially. I thought it was like they were kind of forced to become American, some of them. Some of them, yeah. Yeah. But they still had that strong culture, and then they started moving up and into the territories. But then we had Asian Asian immigrants who, they pretty much, they kind of stuck to the West Coast because they started getting into industries like shipping and all that sort of Mm -hmm. stuff. And we don't very see many, see very many of them moving 
over the Rockies and into the mm-hmm. Rockies, but they still had some influence. So it wasn't just white is what I'm trying to get to. Okay. But that is largely what we see. Wonder that, why. <laughs> um, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but the black cowboys, for instance, numbered as many as one in four. So there were many more than are typically portrayed. The Union, in fact, during the Civil War, had a pitch for freed slaves that um, those who were seeking freedom, if they joined the cause or if they were freed slaves, they would be given 40 acres and a mule. Which didn't happen (coughs) for the vast majority because Andrew Johnson sucks. Yeah, he he wasn't a great person. (coughs) But a lot of them, when this idea failed, and if they did leave the cities, they moved out west. They headed out west to the land of opportunity, right? It was the new gold rush it was the land rush so we see cowboys as white and only white because of hollywood because of john wayne the film industry we all know about the race bias in hollywood especially old hollywood and just like gender and size bias depicting persons of color or of a different heritage in the media outside of those traditional or funny roles which aren't that funny Mm -hmm. they aren't funny at all simply wasn't done in old Hollywood. And yes, it was wrong both morally and factually. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it is time to talk about indigenous populations and the shitty way they were treated. Please do so. Suffice to say that the age of cowboys, both in real life and in the media and fiction, has not been kind to indigenous populations. And personally, I think that this is largely why historical Westerns have really lost their momentum. Um, it's that traditional, and I'm sorry to say this, let's play cowboys and Indians. Very bad. Um, it rears its ugly head in westerns of all varieties. And I don't really have anything good to say about that mentality or any of the books that feature that mentality because I can't think of anything good or remotely correct about these representations. I will say when I did try to read some historical cowboy stuff, it, there's even if it's not a huge central part of the plot, they always throw in mm-hmm. like a gross Native American mm-hmm. topic or statement. Just mm-hmm. even like... I don't know. They sprinkle it in because they, they just it's yeah. so linked to Western. It is. And you, it's you can't just have a cowboy story and you and probably shouldn't. But I mean, like Jackie said, they have never been depicted well. Um, they, I will say it's a problem for the whole there genre. was one in which they had a decent representation and it was mm-hmm. very interesting. But um, some romance dances. It, there's a romantic subplot to it. <laughs> so dances with wolves. Starring Kevin Costner with his glorious 90s mullet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also based on a book series. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. And I think that the author them himself is part Native American. Don't, don't fact quote me on that. Yeah. Fact quote. I mean, I know term. it's a book already. I just can't remember any details about it. I didn't even see it. Anyways, it's oh, the movie is so good. Such a good movie. Um, well, but we Kevin got one Costner, then. Yeah. Kevin Costner plays a Civil War cavalry soldier who is actually a good guy. He fought for the blue. That doesn't really mean much. But um, and he is sent out west after the Civil War. He gets an honorable discharge. He and his horse Cisco go out west and I think it's the Kansas Territory maybe but he's given charge of a fort that has been abandoned and he makes friends with the local Lakota people and actually ends up falling in love with one of the women who actually was a white settler's daughter who was anyway it's a long story yeah but and he gets assimilated into the tribe and he becomes Lakota he learns their customs and it's just it's such a good movie everybody should watch it and the horse is adorable his name is Cisco. I, I think you have a point because I know that's something I've always felt really uncomfortable about reading the historical. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, it really depends on the timeline, but definitely recently those have been concerns that mm-hmm. people have been forcing publishers to consider and for authors to consider. Yeah. So I would definitely point that as a reason for historicals to kind of die a little bit. 
you know they rode off into the sunset but we are a little musty for the next books i'm gonna make jen read one of the classic romance books that i read which does feature um a hero who is part indigenous part native american so that's Mm. gonna be really interesting to see your reaction your initial reaction and my reaction having not read it in a long time so that'll be fun maybe okay one last point to make um Kind of, not really. It's not my last point at all. But we're going to talk <laughs> yeah. about contemporary cowboys now. These are a little more fun. Yeah. So, Sometimes. They're still gripped, like dusty. So post-World po- post, War II, we saw another expansion of what it meant to be American, of American identity. Um, I'm not going to go into this because it's a lot. And um, again, just just do the Googling. Just do it. Um It only has the tiniest smidge to do with cowboys. Suffice to say that this new American idealism in the 40s and 50s and 60s gave rise to popular Hollywood media such as the Spaghetti Western, John Wayne, the Lone Ranger, and many, many, many more. You know, our generation kind of, or like our parents' generation. I guess this was what they grew up with. I mean, it's what I grew up with because like these were what I watched growing up. I did not grow up with this. I grew up with Cousin Skeeter. Yeah. So I I grew up with this. Like this is what I grew up with. And thanks to the popularity of these cowboys in the media on the silver screen. And even then with the rise of romance novels and traditional publishing in the 1970s, Kathleen Woodowitz, 1972, Flame and the Flower, Jen's favorite book. um, We start seeing cowboys make their way into romance novels and this is really interesting because hollywood westerns like the spaghetti westerns like the john wayne were really geared towards male audiences right like bang bang shoot them up flashing gunfights strong manly men we are men men in tights oh yeah tights. <laughs> okay, that was a good movie i'll <laughs> I do that, that one um while western romances and romances of course in general are and were mainly geared towards the women audience women's Female audience, that's what I'm trying to say. Female gaze. So it's an interesting split between the screen and the media and what was depicted in books. But, of course, the hero was the same. He was a strong, silent type who was like a manly man, manly men in tights. Not in tights and wranglers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also interesting because Western films saw their heyday during the 40s to the 60s. And they started declining in the 70s, 70s, where areas, romances, only really started gaining momentum in the 70s. And then... A lot of those were, of course, a proportion of Westerns, Cowboys, Historicals. So, I don't know. It's just interesting to see as the silver screen declined, romances started really inclining. But then, in a twist of fate, shocker, we start seeing contemporary Cowboys make their way onto the scene. So, contemporary for this point just means anything set in the present day. And in reality, this technically means anything from 1970s onward. I know that we don't live in the 70s, unfortunately. But for all intents and purposes, when I say contemporary, it really means anything from 70s onward. Okay? Historical, like I said, is Civil War up through, like, Depression. Contemporary is 70s to today. Um, But even during this time when cowboy romances really started getting rolling, historical cowboys remained predominant in Romancelandia throughout really the 80s, 90s, that whole that whole section, they kind of, it remained historical, which is really interesting. There were some contemporary cowboys thrown in during the 80s and 90s, but not as many as there were historical. Like, traditional classic romances mm-hmm. are pretty much all historical, right? Up through the 2000s, I would again say that there's a, that there is a disproportionate amount of historical cowboys to modern cowboys. Um, the majority of the books during that time were published by famous authors we still think of today, like Joanna Lindsay, Sandra Brown, Beverly Jenkins, who is still awesome, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, She's still kicking. Elizabeth Lowell. Still publishing stuff. She is. But even with all of these 
historical authors still being really popular. We did, like I say, start seeing contemporary heroes make their way onto the scene in the form of ranch hands. They were ranch owners. They were rodeo riders or just like the general horse guys or Western men, I guess, if that makes sense. I think it all. makes sense. Okay. Um, then something happens. Like we talked about in a vampire episode. You should mm-hmm. go give that a listen, by the way. Please do. Our first episode. Ah, ah, baby we were Jen and babies. Jackie. We talked about in our vampire episode, there's a real shift in like romance mentality post-2001. I'm not going to get into it because it's very long. And just go listen to the episode where we mm-hmm. talked about that. But in short, there was like a mass event. Yeah. Not talking about 9-11. There was a mass event after the fact mm-hmm. where what readers were looking for and what writers were writing about in their romance heroes mm-hmm. really changed. Mm-hmm. It was a huge shift. There was a shift. It was like a visible shift. There was. And especially post-2005, I mm-hmm. think, is when we really started seeing it. We started looking for more modern heroes, strong saviors. Yes, they were, could still be the strong silent type. Everybody loves a grumpy hero. Case in point, me. Mm-hmm. But we wanted ones who could deal with the stronger, more modern heroines. Mm-hmm. The heroines who were very independent, who didn't take no shit. Like, we wanted the men who could work with that. Yeah. Right. Not handle them, but just be yeah. their partners. And so the classic cowboy, the classic historical romance, Western romance really fell out of favor, except for Regency. Yeah. That's like the exception to everything. Yeah. It's really interesting. And like we said, uh-huh. the Regency is like fanfic at this point. So anyways. Um, that's probably why it's not like the most realistic. Go listen to our Regency episode. <laughs> Talk all about it. It's great. <laughs> but in Cowboys and Westerns, there's a marked shift in publishing and in writing post like circa 2005, I would say. Contemporary Cowboys really step onto the scene and they take over from historical Cowboys. So this is where we start getting authors like my favorites, Lorelai James, modern Sandra Brown, Nora Roberts did a few, like some really good ones. Um, and even Maisie Yates has become really popular in probably like the last five to 10 years, I would say. And, and she's with Harlequin, too, so that's probably why she's so popular. Um, and they run the gamut, too, all the way from, like, Christian and gentle romance up to very steamy ones. And I'm going to make Jen read one. Now, I'm not saying that historical has gone away completely, but the proportion of contemporary to historical cowboys have shifted. Hmm. Are you ready for theory number one, Jen? Please tell me all the theories. I'm especially ready for number one. Okay, most excellent. Excellent. So theory number one as to why we don't see historical cowboys as much besides the publishing shift like post 9-11. Mm-hmm. I think personally. So these are Jackie Hoyts. These are these are my these are mine own opinions. Mm-hmm. These are my own resting on my laurels here. These are not Nopal's opinions. <laughs> Do not come for Nopal. <laughs> don't call Mandy. Don't be a Hollywood producer and yell at Mandy. I'm just picturing Mandy calling you to be like, Jackie, we really need to talk about what you said about cowboys. That's not the official position of Nopal, and this is a real problem now. I personally think that as the spaghetti Western popularity really started dying out, and in the 80s and 90s, so too did the popularity of the historical cowboy. They weren't as popular on the big screen, so general demand for them died down, which led to romance books not featuring them as heavily. You think you can ride with that? I I took it I'm sorry. I had that pun in the script and you took it. I read it and then I said it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You're ready? Ready? Can you fly with that? No, you took it. It's yours now. I'm sorry. Because actually I was thinking that's just funny that capitalism has somehow leached its way into here. (laughs) I mean, Hollywood has leached its way into everything. Demand and and, um, supply and just... Supply and demand. Thank you, that one. You're welcome. I hate economics, so it's fine. That was like my least favorite class. Anyways, okay, theory number two as to why historicals aren't so popular more. Are you ready? 
Oh, please. Okay. Edge on the seat. And this is where (laughs) we have to have discussions about issues of race and diversity portrayal. Okay. Because, and especially talking about how Mm -hmm. indigenous persons were treated Mm -hmm. and portrayed. Not in real life, but in Romancelandia. Okay. Well, I mean, they. Oh, you're saying like this discussion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they were treated terribly. Yeah. So in <laughs> Romancelandia too, they were not treated well at oh, all. Oh yeah. No. Um, everybody sucks. But right now we're just specifically talking about romance books. Okay. Mm-hmm. So first thing, historical novels, like we said, are predominantly white. Yeah. This, of course, does not include Beverly Jenkins, who has been mm-hmm. publishing forever, and it's amazing, and we're gonna read her actually. However, they still these authors of color who are writing about people of color and historical. Mm-hmm are sadly the minority in a lot of ways, not just because they are authors of color, but Mm -hmm. because of who they are writing about. You guys knew what I was talking about. Um, I don't know why I explained that joke. It's not a joke. I don't know. But okay. I think as we began to realize, and this is like self-realization with the readers, how shitty it was that we weren't portraying accurate race representation, how we weren't portraying accurate indigenous representation, Mm -hmm. We began falling away from reading those historicals and white romance novels and moving more towards contemporary. Mm -hmm. I think where authors are almost expected, especially like you said in recent Mm -hmm. years, to write more diversity. Even if you're not diverse, I mean, you still have to be respectful. Yeah, I think a lot of those, like a lot of those old, gross native stuff, like you maybe you could put in today, but I think you'd get called out on Twitter. Yeah, you definitely. It would not. It would not work. (laughs) Um, Which is good that it wouldn't work. Yeah. But I think, too, that once self-realization kicked in, not only with race, but mm-hmm. on the edu- issue of indigenous persons and that really stupid cowboy versus Indians mindset, mm-hmm. readers, again, they moved away from these books. And now, in traditional publishing today, we're seeing a kind of resurgence of historical westerns. Yeah. I've started seeing it. I've seen some. Um, especially by own voices authors like Beverly Jenkins and Rebecca Witherspoon. Though she's done that forever, but yeah. I've, I'm seeing new people and I'm seeing... I've seen it publicized more. And I, I think also want to say it too. it's really hard to find anything online about cowboys that isn't about Hollywood, mm. about actual historical or like a list of cowboy books. Yeah, it was very hard to research for this. So and if even, you guys have any insights, let us yeah, know. This is just even the, the two list of, us. of cowboy books was all like <laughs> the same authors yeah, over, over and over, and over again. again. You kind of get into an, like a, a rut, not a rut, but like a niche, 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 niche. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Okay, so now that I've laid out my conspiracy theories on why historical romances have really kind of like lacked momentum for the past decade, two Mm -hmm. decades, I really want to talk about briefly the rise of contemporary cowboys. (laughs) Okay, so bear with me. Like I said, post 9-11, we saw a shift in romance towards more contemporary and towards a very specific hero. Strong yet soft, take no shit, but also kind of a feminist yeah. In some ways. I think you kind of have to be. Yeah. Nowadays in contemporary. You don't. I don't want to read about somebody who's exactly. going to. Uh, we want Lisa like, K. Oh, Adams. You can't vote, Jen. We don't want Flame in the Flower. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's move towards And this. specifically one who wants a strong female mm. heroine. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking, of course, I'm so sorry, about heterosexual romances since this is really where cowboy romances lie. Mm. Until recently, um, I think they've pretty much lived in the predominantly in the traditional heterosexual sphere mm-hmm. but there are a lot of like spicier romance there, books out there that feature contemporary yeah. lgbtq plus storylines all of those and then it's really interesting that cowboys have kind of become a there's lots of subgenres within cowboys mm-hmm. i think is what i'm trying oh to there's say. so many so i know i'm not a big cowboy person i've made that very clear the entire podcast but I have read cowboy stuff and something that occurred to me as I was going through my Goodreads list of stuff I'd read and when I was doing my own research 
and just trying to figure out my romance patterns. (laughs) (laughs) There, yeah, there's like contemporary typical stuff, but there's also been an explosion of these BDSM or threesomes or sort of alternate lifestyles Mm. based around a cowboy or rural lifestyle, which I thought was really interesting. This could be my own taste, to be fair, but I would make an argument that it is a very popular kind of, I think it's really appealing to write those kind of alternate lifestyles i guess is the the mm-hmm. most general way of putting that <laughs> because when i think of cowboys, i think <laughs> i think of like these isolated rural communities mm. that are very safe and private secluded secluded you can get away with some stuff without your neighbors peeking over the fence and seeing what you're up to yeah and a lot of the ones I read, too, they actually had these world building where, oh, hey, in the 1800s, our founders really wanted to marry the same woman. And so they're going to build this whole society where threesomes and moresomes are welcome to come. And it's extended through the today. I think that's really interesting, interesting that it's I don't I see that a little bit in other th- aspects, but I saw that a lot in cowboy stuff. And I think it was it was rural. It was private. There was a, also like a self-sustaining mm-hmm. aspect to it. Yeah, well, it's where, a ranch life. Yeah, so even if your neighbors find out, oh, hey, you're you're sharing a wife, ew, gross, you can still do your own cattle, you can still farm as long as the weather holds out, and, you know, you're not going to be, like, shunned. You might be shunned, but you're not going to die, hopefully. Well, I'm excited because one of the books – so we're reading three books next time. Two of them are um, – author an author of color and they feature people of color and then the third one is one of these books mm. that you're talking about where it's um uh man woman man mwm right yeah ml no MLM. it's mmf yeah MMF. It's like, it used there to be go. i used to just say um i can't pronounce it menage a trois menage a trois. thank you yeah it was before reverse harems okay? okay i was reading these like in college when i shouldn't probably have been studying <laughs> same before reverse <laughs> harem so i'm not gonna put them under that umbrella and a yeah. lot of these are under older publishing lines that are yes. long gone so i'm thinking like sophia oak or leah brooke there was a couple that... mine's lorelei james yeah and it who was is still like... publishing today yeah so i don't know it worked out it was something i noticed again it could just be me and my own weird tastes don't no. like... i totally agree you know spicy books definitely have mm-hmm. like their own specific subset in cowboys and i think they are one of the more popular cowboy subgenres mm, i would yeah. definitely say and it makes more sense within cowboys than some of these other subgenres. maybe oh billionaires God. would be the only other obsession because they can buy privacy what was it I, like the spicier subcategories i could see like under a billionaire oh yeah yeah, yeah. because like yeah they can afford the privacy that yeah. the cowboys already have but i just found a dragon cowboy today yeah see and like, i'm reading that tonight see? he's a dragon shaped <laughs> cowboy how can i not read it it's like two of my favorite things i love it but moving on Please, the types yeah. of cowboys we see in contemporaries. Yeah, we're still talking about contemporary cowboys, guys. Let's get back to on track here. Um, they're going to be one of three types. Okay, so we've got ranch hand or ranch owners, mm-hmm. man or woman, because yes, now we get to heavily feature a women Western heroines. I still have not seen one. Really? Hmm. I've never read a female cowboy. They work, live, own, whatever, a ranch somewhere out west. They have something to do with livestock. They live the Western lifestyle. It's, it's good times. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. We've also got the rodeo cowboy or cowgirl, also sometimes called the blacktop cowboy or cowgirl. And these are people who, you know, they follow the rodeo around. They are either competing or they might be a buckle bunny. Is that like a ski bunny? Kind of. Mm-hmm. A so buckle? it's like the groupie? Yeah, it's a it's a rodeo groupie. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad you Wait, 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 wait. So uh, are there pro-groupie books? Because usually groupies are like unfairly the villains in these books. A lot of the times they are the villains, but I yeah. think there's one or two I've read where they've become the heroine. Oh, okay. Good for them. 
Yeah. Good job, groupie. Yeah. I feel bad everybody's shaming you all the time. <laughs> and finally, we have the newest addition to contemporary. Okay. You will say it. I have a question about okay. this. Okay. The country music star. I don't. Why aren't you putting that under the rock star trope, because though? Because like, they still live a Western lifestyle. I think, like you said, a country star is very specific, and they probably have photo shoots. I consider them to be contemporary cowboys. Okay. I'm still saying, I don't know about country music star. That one, you, uh, I'm not convinced. <laughs> and I listen to country all the time. So Okay. So that one is under noted under edit i don't know what's the word i don't know what you're saying well i'm saying like i don't agree with you oh, okay, i okay. don't think that counts. okay i think under it's review. a very specific yeah i still and it's, it's still very new thing. too yeah it only really came about in like the late 2000s with like country stadium stars like mm. luke bryan and jason aldean and isn't that because i've read like isn't there like this whole bro country oh yeah thought, like isn't that more that than it's the stadium Cowboy? country yeah so i still would put that under like a rock star lifestyle but it's then, still like... the people who listen to it and who prefer it are western okay but, or southern, but, but like the the plot of the book would not be a like they're not. But you're the one who doesn't read cowboys. cowboys, so how are you saying that they're not cowboys, Jackie? <laughs> Jackie, <laughs> listen, it's just the the way you put it here. It sounds like they're dealing with plots more in the rock star lane than in the cow saving lane. A contemporary cowboy does not have to be a ranch hand, but like he can't be a country music star because he's doing things other than cowboying. He's like singing. He's not it's, wrestling cows. Modern day is very much more so about the Western lifestyle. So I live on a horse okay. farm. Yeah. Would you call me a cowgirl? Yeah. I don't do anything You said with you cows. have a cow horse. No, I, sorry. No, you have a, a cow hat. I have a cowgirl Damn, hat. What's the stupid? Yeah, the hat. Yeah, you have a hat. I don't do anything with cows. But you still. My horse. horse is scared of cows. But. I do not touch cows. I have never touched. Oh, I pet a cow because yeah, I live but, next like, to a cow farm. Yeah, you're on a horse. Yeah. Yeah. So you. But I have nothing to do with cows. But that's fine. You don't need to do things with cows. You guess. You just said to be a cowboy, you need to do something with cows. I said that like sarcastic, as like a generalization Mm -hmm. of everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like to do horse stuff or to do ranch stuff or to be on the 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 land working it. Like the cow, the the country music star is just on the stage singing his little heart out. I'm gonna make you read a country music one next time. Ah! (laughs) All right, we are like way off topic. Just keep going. I'm. You email us. Raging romantic it, with a, you're with your opinions. Yeah, I got water on myself now. I'm so like, what are you talking about, Jackie? Country music star. Is it a cowboy? Is it a, just a normal rock star trope? I do not think it's a rock. Let star us know. Trope. Beat the fight. Beat the fight. Beat the, I was saying like beat the, beat the tiebreaker. Oh, okay, that's the word. Okay, I got the very, tie. I got very heated, guys. I'm sorry. <sighs> I like got water on me. Anyways, what, what we're trying point? to say is there are those three. In my opinion, there's those three main ones. <sighs> But they all feature a wide variety of tropes, characters, tropes, characters, action sequences, points of view. There's widely diverse plot subgenres. Everything from small town romance, enemies to lovers, the prodigal son or daughter, which is probably actually one of the most popular ones, and enemies to lovers, yeah. friends to lovers. I really think I've read just about every single trope in mm-hmm. cowboy romance. But okay. Good for you. One last (laughs) (laughs) Okay, one last final thing I want to talk about because we're running out of time. The future of cowboy romances. Mm -hmm. So now when Jen and I decided what like December or something that we wanted to talk about cowboys Mm -hmm. after Alyssa K. Adams and I was like, I want to talk about cowboys and Jen goes, Oh fine, whatever. We were going to talk about or like, oh, hang on, but rewind. I started paying attention to the ones I was seeing, like to the romances I was seeing on the shelves at Barnes and Noble at the mm-hmm. library, the ones I was ordering, the one people were requesting. People's were requesting. Wow, I can't talk. Um, at <laughs> See, the library, you can't talk now. 
And to my surprise, there weren't anywhere near as many as I remember there being when I first started getting into Westerns and to romances. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there are historicals like Regencies and Scottish that are still very prevalent, yeah, especially forever. Regency, forever. Yeah, forever. And there's a lot of contemporary rom-coms and romantic suspense, like um, uh, like Lissa K. Adams, yeah. for instance. Um, and there's still a few cowboys thrown in with well-known authors like Maisie Yates, Linda Howard, Linda Lale Miller, Sandra Brown, who writes more like westerns not so much cowboys she do suspense now more? it's like more suspense yeah. yeah she's kind of moving out of the room the last one world. i read was like a texas ranger one but they didn't have anything to do with the ranch but anyways but standalones and like pure cowboy historicals are hard to find and i've started recently seeing a shift especially okay. within the own voices movement mm-hmm. So I talked about Beverly Jenkins and Rebecca Weatherspoon. Um, Rebecca we- Rebecca Weatherspoon actually writes historicals that feature like threesomes and that similar like a mail order bride. Cool. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. And I've started seeing a resurgence, especially in these historicals. They aren't still as big as like popular. They still aren't as popular as Regency or rom-coms. But I personally have hope. I have a theory that with own voices, we might start seeing a big resurgence in cowboys, historical cowboys, soon. And I'm looking for inclusive, diverse historicals. Just give them to me now. I want them. I want them for you, but I'm I'm just fine. Will you read I the dragon the cowboy one? If oh, it's yeah. Good? I'm definitely going to read that. Okay. No, listen. I <laughs> love series. Those, I love those weird combos of things. But, yes, we're both very excited to read this, uh, the, the dragon cowboys. Yeah. Um, that kind of that wraps up my ramble. Oh, we didn't go over. Yeah, That's but I'm not, I'm not going to talk about why I hate cowboys. Well, okay. We still have some time because we had, like, two we minutes where we ran and got water. Okay. No, just give us give us a brief rant about why you hate cowboys. It's not a – okay. That hate is a strong word. I'm sorry. I'm still heated from the country thing, the country star thing. So – I was thinking really hard about this because it was a really a struggle for me to, to be like, why why is Jackie so into cowboys? They just feel very... They ride horses, dog. I mean, oh, that's fair. Yeah. So she's got the whole lifestyle of her own with the, the horses, the horse farm, the competing. I do not have that. I grew up in the middle of the woods like a hermit. like <laughs> In Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania doesn't have horses. Well, I mean, we, the Amish have horses, but I did not grow up around them. I think... When it comes to cowboys, usually the first thing I think of is that that whole kind of idea of a cowboy and that Americana feeling and just that whole aesthetic. Mm. It's kind of been co-opted by these extremist groups in America. Very white supremacist. Yeah, it's very white supremacy. And I'm very sorry to people who... I don't know, or feel like they're cowboys in their own life. It has been co-opted. It has been co-opted, yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, because I said in the last couple episodes, I grew up in a very toxic masculine household where it was very much that idea of white man privilege Mm -hmm. and, you know, act like a man. Yeah. Don't cry like a girl. Buckle up, buttercup, and get back on the horse. It does feel like there's a lot of toxic masculinity applied to it. And so none of my family, obviously, are cowboys, but I have met a lot of people who think they're cowboys and, like, (sighs) want to, like, play act as cowboys. Mm. And obviously, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Just like that whole, they want like the the lifestyle, but they don't want to do the Their work. Country, yeah. <laughs> I so I just I think there's like a natural kind of aversion for me because when I think cowboy, I think of uh, the Bundy family, who were those, not Ted Bundy, not Ted Bundy, but they were these these ranchers that have a lot of ideas about taxes and land rights and divine intervention and. There's a whole Google search in your future, guys. Cl- Cliven Bundy. Yeah, Cliven Bundy. 2014. Yeah, 2014. He was in a standoff with the government over land rights and grazing rights, and then 
uh, more of his family overtook a wildlife refuge later and mm. i don't know that's who i think of when i think of cowboys i think yeah sure like the hollywood depictions are really nice and i do think in books and media there is kind of like this nobility to them in real life i don't oh, yeah. see it playing out that way i see it as being kind of like something that other forces are kind of using against us and being like well see this is like Look at how great we are. We're cowboys. We stand for all these things. And we're going to go and take over a, a refugee for, uh, sorry, not a refuge, um, a refuge for a month. I don't know. I think it's like that's anything my problem where there's bad and the good. Yeah, it's fair. I'm obviously looking at the bad, but I'm always like, oh, cowboys. And as someone, like, obviously, obviously by this point, I was raised in this lifestyle. And I live a very, like, Western and a very country lifestyle in the general when I'm not in the mm. library. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more unfair it is. Because like we just said, it, there really weren't that many white cowboys. No. It's been completely co-opted by these groups who want to use it to their advantage for nefarious reasons and i'm and not gonna get a very short political. period of time like ranch lifestyle is has always been a huge thing mm-hmm. like you know the frontier this idea of a frontiersman a frontiers woman mm-hmm. and western expansion which has its own problematic so many problematic yeah. issues but it is it's very closely tied to the idea of america mm-hmm. yeah which of course has crazy connotations today yeah it does in 2021 mm-hmm and I think I just don't want to see the Bundys get a happy ending. I not don't want Ted to... Bundy. <laughs> not Ted. Well, the Clive and Bundy, the whole family, I'm like, just go do your weird stuff somewhere else. I don't want to hear about your dumb land rights. Just go yeah. pay There's your taxes. There's a lot of politics that have become embroiled within Cowboys, yeah. too. And thankfully, Cowboy romances kind of steer clear of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really seen it. Yeah. I haven't either. This isn't stuff I've read in the book. It's just when Jackie offers me a, a Cowboy romance, I'm just like, Ugh dusty and old and clive clive and bundy is what comes i to cannot mind. wait for you to read the ones we're gonna read <laughs> it's just look they looks like there's a lot of dirt associated with it they probably need a lot of showers i don't like sweating <laughs> and then i gotta deal oh with, like, you are gonna die at the one historical <sighs> we're gonna read because they talk about baths and it's a whole <laughs> process you're gonna hate it so much but Oh, I think that kind of wraps up our introduction to Cowboys, the long, rambly fun bits. Yeah, so we thought this was going to be short, right, Jackie? Yeah. I mean, it's not too bad, you know, but um, it's now time to announce the winner. <gasps> and the winner is Suzanne Miller. Woo! Yay, congratulations. Good job, person. We will contact you because you're the winner, so... We'll do giveaways like this in the future, too, because they're fun. Yeah, they are fun. I like buying stuff, and I really like you emailing us. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Email me at ragingromantics at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know who won the fight. <laughs> yeah. I got heated, so I probably was not a good debater, but let I was like... Let us know like... what you think about cowboys, and if you like them, if you don't like them, if you've never even thought of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. But I don't think you would thought of them. Do you like horses? We can talk about horses I do like all horses. day. I'll show you some pictures of my ponies. I've ridden a horse twice in my life. It's all good. It's been very exciting. You said that. Yes. I did. Proud but I'm still very proud of it. Yeah. Listen, I was super sore and I still did it. Good job. Good Thank job. Thank you. I proud appreciate you. that. It was great. Anyways, that was a great part to end this on. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, we'll come back next episode with a book discussion in which I make Jen read three cowboy romances. Yay! Yay! All right. Jen, what do we always say? Range on! Bye, guys.